You are now about to enter a podcast that is so casual, you may never take anything seriously again, where two childhood friends will speak about anything, and unfortunately, everything. So sit back and enjoy. Yeah, we the freaking casuals, a filthy mouth, tactical movement to keep it real. Just so that you know the deal. Remember this, we're just two bros. This is Paul and Lucky Show. We just trying to entertain for everyone going through that everyday grind. Try and relax and turn that volume up to max. Forget your worries, forget your woes. We know that sometimes life blows. Now let's get started, let's get going. All the new listeners, thanks for showing. Paul and Lucky having a blast. Welcome to the Casual Bros Podcast. What's happening, all you filthy casuals out there? Welcome to the podcast, the show where we talk about anything and unfortunately everything. I am your host, Lucky. That's good. How's it going? This is P right on the side. Yeah, man. And uh, today's episode, just like last week's, is going to be very uh, free form. Um, I do apologize about some of the audio that came through. Um, I don't know what happened to my, uh, I usually use like a screen capture device. But for some reason, it uh, yeah it came through very strange. So now I'm going to use uh, the audio straight from Zoom, which is seems to be working really well on go. all fronts. So, um, yeah, Paul, how was your week this week? So far, so good, brother. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm trying to stop drinking too much. Um, <laughs> slowly, I'm uh, making my way through it. I half remember the week, so that's a good sign, right? Is that, you, man? is that how you sent that picture of you at a, you at a bar last or the other night? Yeah, I mean, dude. Geez, what geez, bar was dude, that? We sat there. That was actually that was actually uh um it's that Mexican uh, restaurant on the Mexico Lindo. God, I forgot the name. The one next um, to you or the one that's yeah uh, yeah yeah. Okay, but, nice. uh, my roommate there who's driving by Pedro. He was driving yeah. by and he's like, "Hey, bro, there's uh, there's some karaoke outside. Let's clean on." And I was like, "What? Let's go check it out." Nice. Sure enough, Friday Friday midday hits up. I'm like, "Hey, you down?" And he's like, "Yeah, bro, let's be out." We get there, bro. Jeez, man, I think I bought like two pictures, man. <laughs> oh damn pictures before there's one and that was two what, what's uh, going what, on what, what were you drinking dude i was like i was trying to get blue moon to take it easy the guy's yeah. like sorry just modelo negra which is like <laughs> ipa of modelos you know and uh, i was like oh fuck it give me one after the first one hey hey get, come here come here get, give me one more and i could not sing for the life of me dude i could not sing i'm gonna fool myself and i feel stupid Oh man, yeah, I remember those days, dude. For <laughs> I remember one time I got so drunk that my my throat dehydrated. So when I was trying to sing my way, at the very end, I usually go higher a little bit. But instead, I was like, and I did it, my, and I went like down an octave because I couldn't go any higher. Like my voice literally, like was just like, mm, nope. So uh, yeah, I went down an octave. Um, yeah, man, this well today has been freaking busy. I've already done two podcasts. Um, oh. What? And uh, yeah, so I did, um, you know, shout out to uh, boot camp for the mind and soul with Claire Rogers and uh, Rob Romance and crush over at uh, what I tell my younger self podcast or witness. Um, I was originally actually both of these were supposed to be two different days like today was supposed to be um, the witness podcast and yesterday was supposed to be Claire but um, some things happened so we had to reschedule and I was like, you know what whatever I'll just do three things today it's not a big deal but um yeah man I'm like socially I'm just kind of like done for the most part so uh you know I'll try try my best during this uh during this podcast but yeah it's always uh it's always it, it's cool but it, it you know it's it's cool to have people that want to hear your story um when, when whether you're talking about mental health or anything else but 
Um, nice. Yeah, it can definitely get a little exhausting, but I'm getting a little bit better with my answers um, and a little mm. bit better with telling my story. I think that's like the, like the main thing. Um, just be careful, my brother. Just be careful. Don't, don't, don't bring yourself out, brother. We need you. Yeah, dude. So uh, that's the end of this episode. And <laughs> <laughs> See you guys uh, next time. Oh, uh, casual, bro. Well, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing, right? Is uh, One of the things I had mentioned to one of them was like, you know, for some reason, even though I have social anxiety, man, I just can't shut up. And I'm not too sure what that is, but uh, yeah, man. So that's why like, I'm, I'm able to do so many. Yeah, that's why I'm able to do like <laughs> podcasts and YouTube stuff. And, you know, just because I'm like, at least it's not just stuff that I'm telling myself in my head and it's just sitting in there ruminating. And um, go, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you keep like meat in the fridge, like, yeah, that could go bad. So I cook it. It's exactly how I feel about, uh, you know, masturbation, bro. You just, just got to come out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> And uh, gotta clean yeah, the man. pipes, otherwise, you know, otherwise, just gets all in there. Next thing you know, I have a, have a, have a, I just have a runny nose. If not, can't, bro. This guy has to come out, bro. Dude, well, actually, <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to. Uh, you brought me right into my first subject that we're going to bring into. So, for people that <laughs> aren't <laughs> aware, we basically just bring some subjects that we ourselves want to talk about. And, you know, just kind of have a casual discussion about like each one of the actually, I don't know if I can use that word because that's actually what we use for anime casuals. But we just have a casual talk about uh, between two bros about things that are happening in the world. We're not afraid to talk about anything. So uh, before I get into this, you guys are more than welcome to suggest subjects to either our Facebook page or at uh, casual bros with an S P L as in Paul and lucky at gmail.com. You guys are more than welcome to email us. Um, But yeah, so, um, you know, I've been having a lot of worries about young men lately and it's been it's been kind of tough for me to to figure out like the cause of it right because i'm watching a lot of and by the way you know i don't want to i don't want to like scare anybody off okay i like to listen to both sides so i've been listening to a lot of feminism talks and a lot of red pill talks if you don't know what a red pill is in 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 this case what i'm talking about is basically a very masculine movement so it's basically the opposite of feminism and people kind of like to dismiss one or the other i like to listen to both of them and make my own uh, come to my own conclusions you know i've been listening to a lot of what these people are saying and one of them is uh you know i used to listen i used to watch this guy all the time elliot hulse um part of strength camp and one of the things that he always he's he's been talking about a lot lately is you know, men are too addicted to like to busting nuts and that forces us into this kind of slavery over our, uh, you know, that's what creates simps, right? So you became, become, become so, um, so used to busting nuts that you're just like, oh my God, any way that I can bust a nut. And now that we're in a culture where we're much more promiscuous, we are having sex all the time, we're hook, hookup culture. It becomes to the point where women are actually in control of it because they control the busting of the nut. Right. Whereas before, when people weren't busting nuts all the time and it was a lot harder to get to, um, we weren't as addicted to it. So that wasn't our main goal. And plus, women weren't as objectified before. So we weren't looking at them just for the just for this one thing. And so, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that. Bro, bro, hey, bro, bro. First off, man, first off, I bust nuts. All right, bro, you know, I get I get get side effects. All right. All right. Because, you know, you start getting pimples, you know, you start, you know, it just happens, man. So. (laughs) <laughs> it's not <laughs> not really um, yeah uh, for me though I, I will say i'll say for me it's um you know sperm retention has actually h- hooked it up a bit like i now i only like bust nuts like once a week or t- twice a week sometimes and you know when i was doing it every day man it was that was really um even though that's actually not as bad as what i've heard some people do it definitely has has an effect on my psyche because then i i just feel like afterwards i just feel all this like 
man, like what the heck is going on? The the nuts don't feel as good as they did before. There's a lot to be said about it. Also, it teaches you some discipline. So yeah, that's why I stopped. Um, but since I've been working out, my testosterone has been going up a little bit. So it's a little um, tough for me to like keep that in. Like sometimes I just can't sleep. So, you know, that's why I was like, you know what? I'll give myself one day or two days to, you know, do what I need to do. And then kind of, yeah, do, do, do what I need to do and then kind of go at it. But it does make me wonder though, right. With, with porn in particular, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with busting nuts in particular, but with porn, there's this kind of objectification of women in the sense that now they've become only these sex objects. They've become only these types of things. And so, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with uh, with porn, but when you get somebody that has a very compulsive behaviors, then you start to get into the cycle of like, you know, you get to get you start to get into like some simping parts. You start to get these people at OnlyFans where they're lo- these guys are lonely because all they're doing is busting nuts all day and they're not doing anything with their lives. And so, you know, they, they figured out a substitute for women. So they figured out that, hey, you know what? Like, I don't, who needs women? Like, I don't need to deal with their BS. I don't need to deal with breaking up. I don't need to deal with all this stuff because here's a virtual woman right in front of me. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is, is, is just my worries for men in general is that we're getting too reliant on uh, technology to uh, meet our needs. And, you know, it, it's becoming to a point where I'm like, hmm, I got to really think about this because even though I'm a user of some of these things like video games, porn, all that kind of stuff, it does make me question whether or not, you know, what's going to happen in the future, you know, because we're, yeah. we're not evolving as fast as our technology is. So. I was going to say, yeah, technology is moving quick. It's going to be uh, the Oculus Quest, Fleshlight, Bluetooth enabled, you know, it's, it's we're right there, dude. We're right there. It's just all you just got is that perfect video with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the thing, the problem, the other problem with porn addiction or, you know, if if you get to that point, right, is that things that you would turn a normal guy on don't turn you on anymore. So just seeing a girl naked doesn't do it for you anymore. You need an extreme example. You need extreme. And yeah, it starts to get. You know what, dude? I do. I do think I do think, though, when the minute you do see someone real, it's completely different. Like the touch, the body, the, the warmth of the body everything like all senses that come back but yeah so, I, yeah I but i, 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 I I'm, I'm talking about more like if you're in a relationship that's where i think that oh. porn can have a, a, a negative effect if you're watching it like all the time right like because i oh, right. i got to a point to that like that where all of a sudden i got whiskey dick without even get like being drunk or being high or anything because i was so um, used to the fleshlight. I was so used to, you know, getting it just the right way. You know, I, I know how to <laughs> right. get myself off. Yeah. And so, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I was doing like such a good job at getting myself off that I was like, oh man, like I kind of took out the, uh, I kind of took out the woman from this equation. And now I am just, <laughs> I'm just like a self, you know, I'm just a self, I'm just a self fleshlight, bro. I just know how to get myself off. So it was like, it got to the point where, you know, the, my significant other got, uh, was not necessary anymore. And so, um, I had to kind of stop that for a while just to kind of get myself back to a point where when I saw her, you know, just little things, I was like, oh, man, that's that's really hot. You know, and then you start to get a little bit more into it. But um, what yeah, if, you know what? Uh, I totally yeah. get it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. What, uh, what did you want to kind of bring up? Well, she's man. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of kind of new to this dating world again. Slowly getting back into uh, trying to do some online dating myself ah, it's a lot of swipe left swipe right swipe left and then the ones who do hit you up or the ones who do like you back try to have a conversation and you just can't dude it's like i don't know it's like it's almost like it should be like yo you're trying to fuck and you probably get an answer that way you can't even be like hey good evening 
or hey, how are you? You got any hobbies? Oh, hey, you know, I saw in your picture that you know you like sports. What what sports do you like? Yeah, so, sometimes yeah, they, they get back to you like that, but I don't know, man. It's most of the time it's just you know they if you just don't say the right thing at the first at the you know, first, you just get completely ignored or something, you know. And I'm like. I guess I'm more of an old school method. If anything, I'd probably feel most comfortable going to a bar and meeting someone myself. I mean, I know it sounds kind of lame. Jeez, I don't know. Freaking going to meeting someone at a, at a freaking uh, convention or some, some, somewhere it's fun, you know? Uh, but yeah, to online dating, dude, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of love. Swipe, swipe left, swipe, swipe up. And then the people you do talk to, it's such a mission just to get to meet them. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a, it's like, oh, man. Oh, so where do you live? Oh, I live, I live 45 minutes away from you. Oh, shit. Well, you want to meet in the middle? Nah, come to me. Or or, or it goes completely to the extreme. Oh, let, oh let's, let's go to your house. I had this one girl I was talking to. Um, I asked for her phone number to try to, you know, move up the relationship. You know, I was like, hey, you know, we're, we're actually kind of cool. We're vibing. What's, you know, what's your phone number? She's like, ah, not yet. But then she turns around and, and asks me, hey, I'm actually going to go to Oregon on a road trip. Do you want to come with? And I was like, uh, what? Like, am I going to wake uh, up with yet. my organ? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, right? Am I going to always wake up in a bathtub full of ice with my freaking organs missing or what? Like, talk to me. Talk to me. Like, God, I'm just I'm just so confused in this world now. I don't understand, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I ended up stopping. So, you know, for people that don't know, our uh, my, my co-host on um, Anime Casuals, Michael, kind of got me into dating because, you know, he's got all these... Um, you know, he's been hitting it hard, man. And he's, you know, oh, he's dude, already, I see yeah, him texting all the time. I'm like, my, hey, my eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, just, I just, we literally have a conversation and then just see him look down. I'm like, hey, 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 up here. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> You're with me right now, mister. Okay. Um, but, you know, put it, your mask on your skank. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it gets to the point where, you know, if you think about, first off, you have to break down kind of what men are looking for and what women are looking for, right? When you think about what women are looking for, a lot of times, like if when I was on a dating website, the number one thing that was very constant among every single woman that I was on, like uh, when it says like, uh, like on OkCupid, there's a thing that makes it so that you put priorities. So if you're not religious, um, you can say, or, uh, how important is religion to you? Not very important, very important, kind of blah, doesn't matter. Um, and one of the things that was very important to every single woman was that a guy had a job. And, you know, I, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing like podcasting and stuff. So it's like, I don't know how to describe that as a job because I'm not getting paid. Right. So that's another thing is, are you, are you, it's a hobby. For yeah. Me. Are you, yeah. yeah. Are you financially stable? Well, okay. Or I, even I better. Okay, or even better, dude. Put that, put that, don't even say anything. And then once you're hanging, Oh, by the way, I got to do a podcast. I got three podcasts. You're like, what? Wait, what? You do that on the side? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my, you know, my, my, my sad gig, you know, yeah. on it. Like, why, you know, wipe, wipe off your, your left shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll see you later. Bitch. Yeah, well, I mean that—that's the whole—that's the whole thing, right? Is that the usually pretty much the people that are like really, really good looking, like the eights and the tens, are having the best success at Tinder. Or if you have a very promising job, uh, which Michael does, it becomes like you know that becomes a talking point at that point. You know, you realize that the the idea of having game is not as an old, as an afterthought now, unless you go to a bar, right? If you can talk right. to a woman and kind of ask her out. Then it shows your courage. It shows 
um, that you're you're confident. Oh, all that stuff. Well, if you're on a dating website, like every, she's probably getting hit, hit up like 15 times a day. Right. No joke. I was like thinking about that. I wonder how many freaking likes you get. <laughs> yeah. And how many guys are hitting you up? Because I'm not getting hit up by anybody, you know, yeah, and, uh, every once in a while that one, you know, but yeah, most and- of the time is like, hey, this is, this is my WhatsApp number. I'm, I'm like, I, oh, are you working or are you trying to date? No answer. I was like, you fucking bought. Yeah, that's exactly the thing. Are you, are you, uh, wait, are you single and without children? That's all. That's always the oh funny one. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude! Like, get Welcome. out of here. Yeah. Welcome to the number one adult dating website, Live Julius. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's, you know, that's another thing that I'm getting worried about men is that because they don't have any game anymore, like they're not able to talk to women, like they get to this point where it's like, they become like the opposite of, uh, of confident. Like they're not able to go out and, and, and ask women out. They're not able to really do any of that. They're kind of waiting for things to happen. And then they have regrets because it didn't work out or because they didn't even have a chance. You know, that's where that whole term, like the friend zone came from, dude. I hate that term. And I'll tell you why it's because it's, it's all, it's just a term that makes losers feel better about themselves because they're like, Oh yeah, I was this girl's friend for so long. And then she just treated me like like garbage or she just uh, treated me like a friend when I wanted to get with her. It's like, okay, so did you ever ask her out? No, but she should have figured that out. It's like, no, you're a loser. Just shut up. You got, you got, um, you got friend zone, but it's like, yeah, you got, no, you got cuck zone, bro. You didn't get nothing, son. So quit acting like you're the victim in this situation. That's that's, friend zone. I hate people that say that they're friend zone, dude. All all you are, all you are is an opportunist, bro. Have you ever heard of like elephant seals that do this? So, in the wild and other species do this as well so in the wild elephant seals like they have like a big alpha right and he has like he hogs all the women to himself well every now and then there's a uh, there's an elephant seal that's just like you know what i'm gonna get my genes out there and he just rushes to a female that's like not anywhere near the alpha male and just does it Boom. and gets it in and now his now his uh his seed has been spread right that's, that's what those guys are in, in, yeah in that, our species <laughs> yeah, but that's what those guys are, right? They, they basically, they're opportunists. They're just like, oh man, I need to get, get it in somehow. Oh wait, you broke up? with that guy oh i i I knew he was not a good match for you you know they always they're they're always there lurking oh god it's like oh god those people i hate those guys like that dude yeah man come on dude like don't 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 like don't don't do that that spy master thing where you're like you're 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 playing both sides you can't figure out which side you're on you know just 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 listen man like you earn the pussy that you get man like let's calm down and quit trying to cut each other down right let the mess man win if i don't win hey man good on you man i'm not gonna sit there like a freaking sea urchin just clinging on to anything that i can get dude you know that's oh the big God, thing bro, bro geez no yeah i, I think about the friends on thing there dude too yeah yeah is there's a there's been a there's been a couple of opportunities too but at the same time i didn't want to i didn't want to look like a complete perv either because you know I, I don't know i just a lot of regrets a lot of regrets which we'll eventually talk about after they kind of filter through my mind and then go through my brain and then probably through my mouth and that's not that's not that's not dirty. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, <clears throat> no, nah, I mean that's a that's a really good point, man. I mean, I, most of this, at least from the things that I've seen, uh, what what the topics that we're gonna be talking about, uh, most of it seems like it is. We're talking mostly about men and well, men and women in general, but like relationships and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I haven't been in a relationship for what? How long has it been since I've been? Uh, five or six years, maybe. 
uh, hard to think about, but yeah, it's been, I think I was 24, 25 when I broke up with my last girlfriend and, you know, Paul, you're back on the dating scene now, you know, it's a, it's a weird place to kind of be when you're a man. It's a, it's a weird place to be now that you don't know, like maybe you don't know where like your value as a man. And that's really tough yeah. as it is. Right. Because if you feel, I always tell people this, like you have to be very careful with, with men. Right. And you, you, people kind of act like men and women are the same in every single way. And I, I get, you know, if you're into that kind of philosophy, but the problem is you have also have to think about, okay, how many men are in, uh, are in jail compared to women? It's about 90%. Uh, roughly 90% of men make up the jails population. Only about like nine or 10% of women make up the jails population. Why? Because men are destructive. They're really, really destructive when they are lost. Whereas women, if they're lost, they have things to kind of help them. And even if they don't, people are more willing to help them. Whereas men, you, they're very dangerous. So people don't want to help them, right? They want to be as safe as possible. And, you know, when you think about Women that are self-destructive, you start to get people like cutters, um, these kinds of things. Whereas men that are self-destructive, if you think about it, um, I was reading a statistic the other day. I think it's about uh, 85% of males who try and commit suicide are successful in their first attempt. Whereas women are not as successful in committing suicide. And so therefore, it means that it's harder to prevent those kinds of thoughts later on for men because see when a woman tries to commit suicide and they know what to deal with then all of a sudden it's like oh well now we know what's going on now we can prevent it well with men when they are already at suicidal ideations there's no going back at that point like if they already if they go for it they're done so you know men are more destructive especially self-destructive than women so we really need to you know that's why we're kind of brainstorming a lot of what uh what we're talking about right now man pretty uh it's pretty rough out there but um you know before we go any further let's go ahead and take a quick break and you can listen to our sponsor anchor hey what's happening everybody welcome back to the casual bros podcast thank you for listening to our sponsor anchor and if you guys are you know need a refresher of what we're talking about we're just talking about young men's issues dating busting nuts in general porn all that kind of stuff so um yeah paul you got you got our next subject huh besides the whole dating thing the whole hard working thing of it man there's the there's the final thing that really really gets to me man and freaking catfishing dude like i try not to catfish you know on live pictures but dude sometimes First off, could you explain what catfishing is to the people out there catfish is it's a type of fish that i you, you I'm just, I'm just <laughs> no, no catfishing is basically when you're when you when you try really hard to, when you use filters to look a certain way and you use that as your profile picture so you look really good and really pretty that perfect lighting or that perfect a perfect on-point makeup or Sometimes you can't even tell, but just that editing, that Photoshop, putting all that to it just so you can look good. And then the minute you actually see you in real life, you're like, whoa, I don't remember that scar on your face. Or I read all like, I don't remember that. Ah, man, just don't be fake. That's that's what catfishing is. Fake people, fake people. Can you give it a little more brief into it, man? I'm not really good at explaining things, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's basically that that's a good description of it in and of itself. But I guess to get more technical on it, it's basically when Boom. somebody gives you a false identity online. So let's say I use Paul's picture to describe who I am. And then when you come meet me, I look like me. So you're like, wait, I you don't look anything like this. Like, what's going on? 
and it's it's basically just that that bait and switch right it's giving them something to expect and then not getting what you actually wanted and it's a big thing i think um what's that show 90 day fiance does that sometimes where it's like you know people realize like whoa you don't look anything like you you know you put a picture of yourself like 15 years ago and maybe you're like 40 so that's a big difference (laughs) from what you look like when you're 40 and 25 right so yeah that's basically what it means and that's why I updated. That's why I updated my my, my Facebook profile picture recently because I was like, dude, I think I was like, I think that was like 2013, 2012. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very, very true though. Actually, I didn't think about. I never seen it. There's probably levels of catfishing too, right? Like, probably the highest level. You know, like you said, you, you know, use a picture of someone else, and then you meet him. Like, whoa, that's not you. You know, that, that's that's how that's there. And then, and there's a catfish. Like, when would you, you know, the filters. And then there's the angles, the angles. You choose that right angle just to get that stupid face or that stupid smile in there or hide that double chin or something, right? Like, oh, the higher, the better, you know, going to go up and just, but this is, this is one, there's this one, uh, one, one chick, you know, there's one chick I was talking to and sure enough, uh, she looks so pretty. She had all, don't get me wrong, makeup, face, everything, but that's all you saw on her pictures and i was like hey fuck yeah let's go and then and then there was one with her cleavage out i was like holy crap she looks smoking we talked we talked we ended up hanging out uh eventually i have did actually believe it or not yeah we just it was just really really simple it was just really really simple going over l and l that's it and we was like what's going on let's start starbucks let's get to talk to each other i mean i like i like your vibe she's like okay cool let's do it and i was like damn she's fucking hot I finally go finally go meet Sure enough, dude. Yeah, she had the cleavage, she had everything, but I did never saw the full body pic, dude. I was like, Chi Chi's Christ, you know, like because I was, I was like, Yeah, it's all Chi Chi's, all titties, but you chose the right angle. What did you do? I mean, I was still nice about it, but I was just like, I was, you, you, I was not expecting you like that, you know. I was, I don't know, you just look so different, dude. I was trying not to say it, but I mean, I was, I. I, was, I played it nice. I played it cool. We, we talked and said, but then afterwards, poof, I ghosted, dude. I got good. I don't know. I just felt like I got catfished right there, even though it's not really catfishing, but just the angles. I don't know. She worked on those damn angles, bro. And she was probably going to be cool, man. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel a little lied to, even though I wasn't lied to. Man, so what, was I'm she, sorry. was she a chunky monkey or what's going on here? It was like, or was it? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. She was. You know, dude, remember, okay. Remember, homie. Remember, you remember, don't remember, remember that? <laughs> dude first off if you're meeting a hot girl at lnl bro she's either like somber oh, oh my or, god red flag I, yeah i was like red flag right there uh the other thing is like I, I i was just thinking about this like we're talking on like zoom right now right couldn't like isn't that a possibility like hey why don't we meet on zoom real quick check each other's vibe that way she can't lie about it and if you if you end up seeing her like you're not in person to just leave uh, no joke, bro. I yeah. You even get that option on the damn app. Oh, do you, you really? want a video chat? I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. I was just texting, texting, and I was like, "You want to call, talk to each other, like you know, old, like you know, like they did back in 2000 Yeah, you, know? you, let, the, you let the dick control you, man. You let the dick. <laughs> you went I with joked. the dick. I totally did. My dick was like that way. I was like, "Zo, land a hoe, land a hoe." And in that hole, but yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point now because you know, especially with with all the filters going on, and th- this is what happens with um, young women, especially. Um, you know, a lot of people have been 
tracing the anxiety rates of women through the rise of social media. And it's gone significantly up, right? Because, you know, with men, we're not always, but sometimes we do this where we, we do compare ourselves to other men. But it's mostly in status, um, whereas women, they compare themselves in looks. And when you have all these really hot girls that are always, you know, getting the right angles and stuff. Well, then women have uh, unrealistic expectations for themselves, like Kim Kardashian, right? Everybody wanted to be her. So all of a sudden, all these girls have big butts and all that kind of, and big lips. Mm. But hey, may, maybe that's not you, you know, maybe you're a very slender person and that's just what you do. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys I I I. I Personally, I've never dated a really slim chick, but I've been attracted to very slim chicks. I, I like the uh, idea of being like kind of the opposite of me, whereas I'm a very husky big guy. And figuring out that not everybody has to look the same is very hard to do in social media because people that look like the quote unquote hot thing, the new thing, are always going to be at the top of everybody's list. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's hard to hard to kind of figure that out, man. So catfishing happens to- in that, but it also happens in, you know, in the expectations on social media too. It's an evolution process. Damn. Right? Damn. Yeah. yeah dude. Oh, man. You know what? Sometimes I even think about that, too. I'm like, man, what if I, uh, what if I did, what if they have really short chick, like shorter, like I'm talking like four, four, nine or something. I don't know. Some four, four, five or even three feet. Dude, that'd be crazy. Or go complete opposite. Go for a tall ass chick, bro. Like, like imagine, imagine us having sex, bro. Cause I'm, I'm five, five and she just bends. She's like, she's like, Johnny's tall, like you know, like Johnny's freaking size. Johnny's like six four, six five, seven feet. She just bends over. I'm up on a stool. <laughs> like ah, ah. I'll be like that, like the turtle when I'm having sex. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the best one is is when they do that. Uh, they do that cut with uh, was the Coldplay where it's like. <laughs> oh my god dude yeah oh, man there was you know what you know what tell a funny there was this one video i was watching yeah. uh it was about this girl this girl who was left a voicemail to her boyfriend um because he went i guess i guess she did something and uh um in the video showed snoop dogg doing the doing the the drive you know what you know when when he goes with left right you know like, i'm like driving a car yeah that one there you go but yeah so um she's like I love you, and I miss you. And then she, and then she starts crying. Oh. And then they hear it. So it starts right with the song starts to it. And she did it as long as the song really, did. I really like, you come back out. Dude, that uh, yeah, I love that. I love that so much, man. That guy got like the ultimate revenge. I know I yeah. did you wrong. <laughs> For people that don't know what we're talking about, this guy ended up like recording his ex, like coming, like she left him a voicemail of just like being sad and all that stuff, and now it's like been viral. So it's like, you saw it, you saw it too. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's a viral oh video, dude. Oh my god, you do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, goodness. dude. Otherwise, I would have looked stupid. Yeah, you know what's funny, dude. <laughs> I, I thought I honestly thought you know that song Who Let the Dog? I thought Snoop Dogg wrote that song. Who <laughs> Let the Dog? That's how much I knew about Snoop. Okay. <laughs> oh man, dude. I mean, shoot, dude. I mean, if he would do a remix of it, man, that would be pretty tight. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? And then he just, he's like, <laughs> man, isn't that crazy, dude? I, that that song, dude. Oh man, I remember when that was all the rage, dude. And now it's just like 
kind of faded into obscurity. That just goes to show you how much uh, musical tastes change over the years. So he's 2000, yeah, 2000, like literally, I think it was 2000. Like that's when that song was badass. Yeah. It was, it was so, I mean, it was all over Nickelodeon too. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember there was a show on like Disney or something like that. They used it as it's closing. It was like Stanley or, uh, oh my God, I can't even remember the name of the darn cartoon that had it, bro. But they used to play it like at the very end of like the, the show. And I was like, why are they, why is this song like at the end of this? This is like a kid's show. And this like, <laughs> you know, I, I had no idea what was no going cursing. on here. No cursing at all on that song. That's true. That's that is very true. I, I didn't think about that. That's actually a very good point. But yeah, man, moving on. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about you know male issues. Actually, no, the, the 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 show is really called Stanley. Okay, wow, I threw me <laughs> off. Two thousand one. Yeah, that that's around the time. So my church group has like, or my church has like a couple different programs that we do. One of them is called Lexio Divina. So what we would do in this case, uh, like Paul, if I was reading you a, a passage, basically what you would do is you would key in to like a word or a phrase that really stands out to you. And you would use that word or phrase to figure out what God is trying to tell you through that word or phrase, right? So you don't you don't think about the context of whatever the passage is. I also want to point out this is a very controversial practice in the church community. A lot of conservatives do not like it, which is absolutely fine. You're more than welcome to that because they like to think of the the Bible in its uh, context so that we don't get too far off into la la land, which totally fine. I respect that too. But anyway, so I had this word or phrase. It was the, it was the, uh, the story of Lazarus. And for people that don't know, he was the guy that got uh, resurrected by Jesus before Jesus resurrected himself. And so one of the things that uh, ended up happening was, uh, what, what was the word? Uh, his sister, after she, after he died, she went over to Jesus and she said, Lord, if you were here and then blah, 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 blah. So I took that phrase, Lord, if you were here, and I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruminate with this, think about it a little bit. Then after that, the word Lord kind of came out because when I said, Lord, if you were here, I started imagining situations, right? Well, I realized all the situations had something in common, which was my dad was in most of those situations where I wished God was there with me. So then I took out the word Lord and I said, if you were here, and then I started ruminating on this. And I had this really intense like vision uh, if you guys remember like uh, Christmas Carol, I think is what it's called. Basically the one with, uh, with Scrooge. And, you know, he gets visited by the ghost of Christmas present, past, future. Basically, that's kind of what happened, right? So I basically imagined this whole scenario of what if it would have happened if my dad would have stayed around. And all of a sudden, like, I started realizing, like, there would have been a lot of stuff. Like, my mom would have probably been miserable. My siblings probably wouldn't have gotten treated very well. I probably wouldn't have ended up very well if he was still doing drugs and all that stuff. And I realized at that point, so it was, it, I almost had like an image of myself basically holding my dad's uh, arm and being like, like, you can't leave, you can't leave. And then after going through this whole intense experience, I ended up just letting it go and realizing that things worked out for the best, right? He ended up finding a community that needed him that he could feel useful to. And I ended up figuring out kind of my own voice and my own journey uh, that I had to take to get past that. And it was a very, a really intense experience, but that's the other thing, right? Is single fatherhood rate, the single fatherhood rate is going up like exponentially, man. And it's really, you're really starting to see this. Even Barack Obama would, would said like men are, I think it's 20 times more likely to go to prison if they don't have a father, which I was like, oh crap. <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in that too, right? Because I used to dr drink and drive a lot. So that could have easily taken me to jail. So there's a lot of self-destructive behaviors because you don't have this, you don't have this dad to 
teach you what to do with your aggression. You just have it and you don't know what to do with it. And yeah, it kind of causes this big spiral down. And, you know, it was, it was a really cool experience, man. I really liked, um, I really liked doing the whole Lexio Divina. I really like getting into that headspace because a lot of times I'm very afraid to be vulnerable with people. Like one of the biggest things I hate crying in front of people, but um, it wasn't noticeable, but I was definitely like crying during that experience. Uh, It was really dark in my room, so they couldn't really tell. But it was really, uh, yeah, it was a really tough yeah. experience. But yeah, man, da- dads not being in, uh, not being in their kids' life like at all is a real big shame that a lot of men, young men, have to deal with now. Oh, I mean, geez, man, I've been, I've been, I've been very lucky, I guess myself. Uh, Pops has been there, but then yeah, sometimes he would annoy me, you know. So what we kind of just distance myself, you know. But you know, yeah, I was growing up. Yeah, he showed me a lot of valuable things, showed me a lot of stupid things. I don't agree with everything he says sometimes, you know. I'm mostly a mama's boy myself, so I would always talk to my mom. Always my mom. My dad would always be, be work, and if it's not at work, when, he, when he'll be home, he'll see me playing video games, he'd be like, hey, get on, let the freaking, go circulate your blood or something. Or let, go let the air get in your brain. You're freaking sitting there and rotten. I'm like, dad, it's, you know what, dad? Fuck you. I'm going to go on a gang. You want me to do that? I'm going to go out and do gangs. Oh, dude, I got the biggest beating in my life that day. My dad wants me to go out and just, I'm going to be in a gang and do bad stuff. Yeah. I'm almost 14 now, and so now things, if I do get in trouble, I'm going to get in trouble for reals. But when I was little, if I were littler, I would have been doing bad things. I would have gotten away with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Is even Tupac had talked about not having a dad in his life, and he was like, you know, it's it, it's it's interesting because you know you love your mom right but the problem is your mom just doesn't have this presence that your dad does where he he instills some type of fear of something in you right he instills something i'm not saying like the, i agree with the, the beating and my father also beat me but you know he instills some type of fear in you um it's the person that you know you can't beat so therefore you have to respect and so with moms, they're much more, they're much more, uh, not all of them, of course, I'm not trying to lump them all into one thing, but moms are much more like, oh yeah, he's just playing video games, at least not in the streets, right? Yeah, I think you had mm-hmm. mentioned your mom had said that too, right? Like, hey, just bring bring your friends here, don't, you know, I don't want you in, yeah. in the streets and all that kind of stuff. Whereas dads will, like, they'll, a lot of times they'll just take you out into the streets and be like, hey, you know what, this is what this Figure is. Figure it out. What, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that, yeah, and you know, it reminds me a lot of, uh, this is a pretty extreme thing, but I, uh, you know, heard this thing about, you know, Sometimes lions will throw their um, or bears, something like that, will throw their cubs off a cliff and see who survives because they don't have enough resources for, for everybody. And so it, it, it can be pretty intense, right? You can go to an extreme, but at the same time, um, dad's really, yeah, it's some type of bear or lion. I can't remember exactly, but dads are very important in our society. And we have to really realize that a lot of young men are in, in peril. And, uh, you know, obviously women are, are flourishing right now. I see a lot of that. But if men are not flourishing, they become destructive. And then if they become destructive, you get, you know, you get crazy stuff happening. And like I said before, they're very self-destructive, but they're also very destructive. And if you have a family member that is a male, you know, I, I think a lot, what a lot of times men need are challenges, but also uh, things to kind of build themselves up so that they know that they can accomplish things, right? Appropriate challenges for their skill level, right? Um, things that they know they can accomplish, but are going to take a little bit of time. And yeah, I think that's really what fathers are really supposed to bring to the table. So yeah, I mean, that, that's basically um, mostly what I got out of that whole thing was that a part of me had to kind of die and realize that, hey, you know what, like, I tried to hold on to my dad for so long. But 
you know, he went his own way and he had to do his own thing. And now he's with God or, you know, whatever you believe in. And, you know, I still have a life to live. So that was kind of the whole thing was me letting go of my dad was letting go of the, the anger, the hate, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, man, what, uh, what else? Uh, what I know you had a couple other subjects, but what else oh, do you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe, believe it or not, it's, about, it's along the same subject that we're talking about right now. Uh, instead of dad's children, dude, how do you feel? How, how do you free myself? I, I told myself that I'm, I need to at least learn how to feed myself and take care of myself before I do have them, which I've yet to do. I still can't really take care of myself. I mean, instead of me having food in the grocery in the groceries and, you know, in the, in the fridge, I got, I got to put beer in there. You know, that's all, probably the only reason why I use the beer. I mean, the beer. God, look, look at me. God, the, the fridge in, in this house. You know, my roommate could tell you about it, too. He'd be like, yep, his side, all beer. I don't know how the hell he eats. I don't know how I eat. Jeez, but thanks to mom, I guess. And then, you know, I sit there and tell myself, okay, well, you know what? I'm, I better have a house. I better do this. But then the, and then girls tell me on the other, on the other side, they're like, you know, you, you're, you're never, that's not, that's not, that's unrealistic. You need to just have them for you to do that. And I'm like, hell no. I'll be forced to. And I don't, I don't like that. I, I like that in bed, but no, not, not, not out of here. Not in real life. I want to play my game. Jeez, man. How about, how about you, man? Kid, kids one day? I think, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I definitely want them one day. I would like to be in a better spot in my life, kind of like what, you, what you're saying. I like to be more financially independent, all that kind of stuff. I would like to get these things <laughs> off the ground before anything like that happens. But I think at the same right. time, you have to think about our, our parents, right? Like, did they have everything together when they had us? You know, that's a really interesting thing. And I was listening to Jordan Peterson talk and he was talking about how a lot nowadays more people are having kids a lot later in life, but they're also in a more financially stable position so that there aren't, but now there aren't as many challenges to the kid. So the kid is actually getting a lot more demands met instead of saying, hey, we can't afford this. Like you have to learn how to adapt to the situation. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, we're not financially stable enough for you to have uh, lobster every day you know we're, we're eating potatoes now we're eating this now and you know you start to realize that the challenges in life are actually really good for kids as well so that's why I when I have kids I want to have multiple kids I don't want just one kid you know I want those little I want those little brats to freaking fight amongst themselves you know I want them to be able to to um, deal with the sibling rivalry like if we talk about like um UFC, right? The one thing that Joe Rogan talks about is some of the best fighters in the world have like older brothers that beat the shit out of them when they were kids. And because of that, they've become these really tough guys because all these brothers are doing right. They all live in the same spot. They're all like trying to figure out like, you know, is he going to jerk off there? Maybe I'll jerk off over here. And then, oh, here, jerking <laughs> off. Ah, bah, 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 and you just beat the shit out of them. Like there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that happens when, when you're around yeah. the same age as other uh, as your other siblings, right? They, they become yeah. your friends. But since you're living with them, it becomes roommates. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen when you're a kid. And, uh, you know, giving, giving, people that, uh, giving people that outlet, that, uh, that challenge in life to get along with these people also helps with their communication in the outside world. You know, it really helps with being able to communicate with other people <clears throat> that aren't maybe not, their, maybe are not their family because they can now associate their family with this uh, with this person, and they already have gone through the socialization process. Um, also, there's there, obviously there are a lot of differences between socializing with your family and socializing with people outside. But 
you know, it definitely does help. Oh yeah. I remember I wanted to have a kid. I wanted to have a kid. I wanted to have a little brother. Uh, I've always wanted to have a little brother. I don't know why. I think I, I had friends, but I was that little brother. I don't know. I always wanted a little brother just, just to beat him up. Like you said, whenever I wanted to. But if someone if someone were to beat him up, I'll, I'll probably probably beat, beat the other guy up more. It's because, you know, yay, I'm, I'm the only one who can fuck him up. You can't. Yeah, he was one little brother, man. Never got one. Never, yeah, me too. I thought my younger one was going to be. I thought the youngest one was going to be a boy. Mom was telling me that I was so mad that, she, that when she when I told her, is it a boy or a girl? And she's like, it's a girl. I was like, no, give her back to the doctor. Give me another <laughs> one. Yeah, she was, she was like, you were, you, you, my grandma was there too. She's like, no, mijo, come on, let's go. No, take it back, return it. Come on. Uh, yeah, he was so mad. Yeah, yeah, I was, I guess I was so mad. And even, even today, my sister, she, she laughs about that. She's like, ah, you just spoiled little bastard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah, that's such a, Oh man. Yeah. I've always wanted, I actually, I do have a little brother. I shouldn't say that I've always wanted one, but he, you know, we're pretty distant from each other. We didn't really grow up with mm-hmm. each other. He's from my dad's side. So I've never really mm-hmm. gotten to see him a whole lot, but you know, I, I think I've always wanted somebody that I could kind of lead, you know, that I could eventually that, you know, like when he, when he comes to me, like, Hey bro, you know, you've been through middle school. How do you deal with this shit? You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they come to you for, for advice, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, it, it's, uh, I definitely agree with you. Like, I've always wanted a, a little brother to kind of impart that knowledge for. But, you know, I think this kind of gets into, like, my my next topic, which is uh, the importance of, like, martial arts and physical activities. Oh, uh, before we go that, I remember yeah. one, one last thing here. Uh, I remember I would always have two controllers from my system. Yeah. And my mom would be like, why do you need two controllers? And then and then the guy, even the guy at the, who was trying to sell the controller, even burned me on that one. He's like, no, he's going to play with the ghost. That's why. Like, you know, like, he was like, <laughs> I just, just to get my friends come over or if I have another little brother. No, you only need one. Fuck. So whenever my friends would come over, I was like, can you bring a controller, bro? You know, always, always. Anyways, martial arts. You see, if I would have been ready for that, for the uppercut, I would have been like, what? Dodge. And then, you know, go for the, go, go, go for, go, the, go for the hook or something. Oh man. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I had some friends over, but yeah, it was mostly just like one of us would watch each other. Cause we were playing like PS one. Um, not a whole <laughs> lot of two player games, except for, except for, um, Tekken and all that kind of stuff. So I did actually have two controllers cause me and my, me and my sister and my brother, we used to play it, but, uh, <laughs> I <wanted> two. <laughs> two controller privilege. with Casper. <laughs> oh man. Oh Pissed my God. Dude. So much. Freaking getting burned by a freaking uh, dude. What's up with those? What's up with those freaking technology nerd uh, employees, bro? Because I remember I was over at uh, the Microsoft store back in uh, back in Valley Fair, right? Uh, Which is a mall for people that don't know in San Jose, and. I remember I was in there, right? And uh, there, there was like, oh, it, you can see um, Basic Instinct. Ju- no, no, Basic Killer Instinct. Sorry, Basic Instinct. Oh, Killer right. Instinct did just come out right on the on the 360 or on the Xbox One, something like that. One, it was the one. The yeah. First, yeah, so, yeah. So the newest one had just come out. And, uh, you know, there was a controller there. I was like, oh, dude, let me play. And so I started playing it. And one of the one of the guys came up to me, the, the people that worked there, right? The freaking nerds. And he was like, uh, he was like, hey, like, you look pretty good at this game. You want to play, bro? This guy freaking turned me over and just bent me over and was just like, you know, I'm gonna teach you a couple things. <laughs> no lube, motherfucker. Yeah, no lube and going in dry and <laughs> bro, spit. 
Let's bro, he wrecked me so hard. So people that don't know, Killer Instinct, uh, at the very end of the the fight, you can do like this combo where you don't even have to touch the controller anymore. You just put on all, all the combinations and then it'll do like kind of like a fatality for Mortal Kombat, but oh. just it's just this person whooping your ass. So he beats me and then does that combo, drops like throws down the controller and walks away. He doesn't even like doesn't even what? like acknowledge me after that. And I was like, what the- I was like, can I, to your, can I talk to your manager? Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> you talk to your manager? Me, sir, that was very, I was like, very rude of your employee to do that. Yeah, customer but, service. I need customer are. service. I need to care in this guy. But anyway, um, with, with martial arts. Yeah, that's why I think uh, martial arts is very important for for young men because it teaches you the uh it teaches you that you're capable of hurting something or you know capable of dominating something but without the repercussions of like actually hurting somebody like uh, joe rogan says this very well is jujitsu is kind of like when you tap out like the the when you you know when somebody submits you and you tap out it's basically telling them hey you could have killed me right now let go like that's basically what it is. So it teaches you trust. It teaches you that you can get to that point. So you feel like you're, uh, you feel like you're able to do something. Like you're not just useless, but you also learn control over this aggression. You learn camaraderie because there are all these people that may not be as good as you, may be better than you. So you always have a challenge, but you also have those, you know, those people that maybe don't know what they're doing as much, and you're able to kind of uh, work, you know, work them pretty well. So you get like confidence boosts, but you also get that healthy dose of reality that comes from when somebody like half your size ends up submitting you several times. So you know, it, it really teaches you how to harness the violence, the anger, the the testosterone in you in yourself, and also empower you to kind of say, "Hey, there's a time and place for this. It's in the gym." Uh, also, for women, if they do martial arts, it empowers them to know that they are capable of doing these incredibly tough things. They have an outlet for it, and they also have training partners that they trust, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, martial arts is a really powerful thing. And I really wish more people would get themselves into it. Um, I know, uh, I, I do understand that there's a big paywall behind it. It's very expensive to do martial arts like jujitsu and all that stuff. Um, but if you ever do get a chance, um, and uh, maybe after the pandemic, oh. Uh, to do martial arts or like to get your kids into martial arts um, there are kid courses kid friendly courses where they don't get hurt you know they don't uh, they don't go for like really tough submissions they're mostly just learning the positions then um, yeah man like definitely get your get somebody yeah, into that making it second nature man I mean, I'm, not, I'm not too big into it man I just wish I would learn it the closest I've ever gone to really martial arts was I guess playing Smash Brothers when you play that I guess you kind of I know it's kind of stupid and it's, it's just a fighting game, but once you're in there and you know your character and you know what you're capable of, you know what you can do, it just becomes a mind game back and forth, fighting with the other person, but without the pain though. And I did try, I did try a little bit. We did try, we did try, uh, you did try to show me a couple of times, but I was just, I guess I was like pain, pain, <laughs> especially when we were boxing. When we were boxing, uh, um, I think we, we chose like three rounds of, five minutes or it was less than that or five rounds of three minutes or two minutes each dude that was every the end of the last two rounds bro any little punch i'd be like oh, oh, stop stop oh. is it over yet you look it's 30 seconds you're like keep going keep going keep going it feels like it's like two minutes later there's still 10 seconds left like what the hell is wrong with time ah. and then the happiest moment is when the uh, Damn alarm goes off. You could have knocked my I could have knocked your ass out, motherfucker. Watch out. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, yeah. man. No, um, I mean, I think I think that's a really good thing too, right? Is because when you're like that exhausted, that's when things start to hurt more. And so when you get through that adversity, you start to feel, and that's a good thing about men, right? Is that when they feel that they got over some adversity, whether you're like in the army and you finish like hell week, actually, I think it's the Navy, the Navy that does that. Um, but, you know, if you go through these extreme physical labors and you're able to figure out like, oh my God, I can do something right. You start to feel a lot better about yourself, even though maybe you not maybe you didn't come on out on top. You know, I've, there's a lot of sparring matches where I didn't come out on top, but just knowing that you participated in it is actually a lot more than the, the average person's ever going to do. So just knowing that is a really big feather in your cap, right? It's a really big, um, just knowing that you did something that was really strenuous. That was, you know, maybe not the most fun thing to do in your whole life, but it was, it was challenging. Um, and yeah, I'm sure it sticks with you for life too. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's one of those skills that you probably won't forget. Right. I mean, it's cause it's probably instinct too. Right. I mean, I'm talking, right now I'm talking about, about you know, martial arts or like your stance and, and your reflexes, like that, that kind of just sticks with you. Does, does it? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of, it kind of does. I I'm more into like weightlifting right now, just because I don't have like sparring partners or anything to really practice out a lot of that stuff out on. And, um, I have different goals right now than when I was doing martial arts. Um, but yeah, a lot of it does is come instinctual. Also, I still watch, you know, I watched uh, UFC last night, um, Brunson versus mm -hmm. Holland, I think it was. And, you know, I still understand a lot of these techniques that are happening. And, uh, but you know, the thing, the fun thing about MMA is it's always evolving, right? Like all of a sudden you get, I remember there was a big, I think it was like 2010-ish where a big explosion of karate came in of all these karate fighters coming into UFC. And they're like, oh my God, this is the next big thing. And then you find out, oh well what can be karate well a lot of muay thai people because they kick legs and karate's have a karate stance is a very wide stance well when you have a wide stance it's hard to pick up your leg to what we call a check a kick when you bring up your your shin to take on their shin um instead you oh. take it straight on the hamstring and it stops a lot of the the footwork that happens with karate people because they're just getting kicked in the leg and it's like oh god so you start to realize there's a counter for a lot of a lot of these stances and it's just constantly evolving now you have people like john jones where they're always switching stances you get people that are wrestlers but they have a boxing stance because they don't want to get pieced up but they're so confident in the wrestling that they know they can't get taken down and that gets mm. into like uh you know my next point is that it really makes you figure out what you how you want to fight because not everybody's stance is exactly the same learning that is totally okay man you know some people have wider stances some people have shorter uh you know like when their feet are closer together you know there there of course are better ways to have a stance but you know depending on what you're doing in mixed martial arts that's when it becomes a lot more uh you know, that's when the stance starts to figure you, you know, in boxing, there's a very particular way you should stand, but you know, not everybody does the same thing. Like George Foreman was a big, big guy. And, you know, he got, he would throw punches that you'd be like, man, if a normal person threw that punch, they wouldn't be able to knock people out. But since he is George Foreman, he can knock people out with those weird, you know, twisty punches that don't exactly look like they should be landing. But yeah, there are. So it's all about figuring out your own, uh, your own style, but also, you know, getting your, it, it translates into you getting your own voice and being able to uh, express yourself. So. Damn straight. Damn straight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. So that's, yeah. that's one thing I wish I would learn one day. I just need to man up and do it. You know? Oh, there you so. go, man. Did you have anything else you <laughs> wanted to talk about? That's about it for me, my brother. How about you, man? 
No, man. No, that's it, man. Just, you know, if you're a, if you're a young man out there, man, I just want to let you know that, um, no, we do what we're doing. We're just talking and <laughs> just talking shit on a, on a podcast. So there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different options out there for you guys. So, you know, please try and take opportunities, man, because you know, op- an opportunity lost is one of the worst feelings you could ever just knowing that you had an opportunity to do something and not taking it up. Like Paul was talking about, like with, with girls and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah oh yeah that's uh, the other actually uh, uh dude i yeah sat there for i think a whole day like yelling at myself over and over again but yeah that's us and don't forget just you know wrap it for your tap it as well so hey there you go man those are real <laughs> words right there man especially with these uh you don't you don't want to get locked down into that oh, <laughs> right and like and also you know don't don't never you know but you know don't do drugs and don't forget to keep it casual